What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the East West Grind Podcast. I, of course, am your trusted host, Christine the Young Wolf Silva. <laughs> See how dumb that sounds, Mr. Luke Negron out there in Pennsylvania? Get that Young Wolf off your Twitter name, man, especially if you're going to be in politics. You got a blue check mark next to your name, man. Grow up. Anyways, Alameda County out here in the San Francisco Bay is uh, back on a tight shelter in place because we're up in COVID cases and our ICU beds are almost at capacity with COVID patients. I am proudly complying with the city ordinances 99.99% of the time. I am not trying to catch this bitch. I've known three people personally who've contracted this and they have different experiences, different illnesses, different recovery. Hell fucking no. How you guys doing? Everybody good? Don't lose your shit in these lockdowns. Play board games. Talk shit. FaceTime your relatives and friends since California is on lockdown again. You don't want to get used to becoming an isolationist from being cooped up. Use that thing in your hand. I FaceTime my sisters regularly just to flip them off. It is laughter and fun, haters. But me, personally, I'm potty training my cats. Elizabeth Taylor and Ruby. Ruby ain't having it. Liz goes with the flow and is like, diamonds are forever, bitch. Hola, Blanquita in Mexico. Gracias por todo. Mucho respect. We appreciate and love everyone listening and loving and sharing the grind. How you guys feeling with this music today? You dig it? I dig it. All right, good. Get up. Aunt Donna, Mama D, Little B, COVID Kim. Carol, Amanda, myself. Get up, ladies and listeners. Move those hips. That's Forrest Gump. And get that heart rate up. If you don't use it, you'll lose it. And a large part of the country and society all over the world are on lockdown. Keep it moving, people. Keep it moving. Shout out to my little cousin, Heather B. Little B. She understands that with, you know, the shutdown and movies closed, the gyms closed and malls, parks, whatever... But in this pandemic, in these lockdowns, while working and raising kids with Chris, Heather jumped into fitness and worked with some friends and created these workout plans and they stuck to them. Heather sent me some, you know, some side-by-side pictures this morning from start to now. She looks a fucking amazing. Like you lost 40 pounds, B. Super proud, honey. La All right, guys, what's up? Let's jump in politics. As usual, Rudy Giuliani enters the hospital with COVID. Are we sure it's COVID and he's in that type of hospital? My money's on rehab. Did you guys see the sweats and the hair dye running down his face and his head on national television representing the president of the United States of America, then blowing his nose and wiping his head. Oh my God, that is not COVID. That is an intervention. And Rudy, my man, you really fucked up your legacy when you got in bed with these guys. I remember you from 9-11, man, on the cover of everything, given the title of America's mayor. Look at you. Look at you. This is your brain on drugs. 
Any questions? Mayor Giuliani, your shit is scrambled, sir. I know what scrambled in the head looks like. I know people who have scrambled their brains with drugs, not cannabis. And I'm going to get onto that here in a bit. But I'm talking about with D rugs, meth, alcohol, pills, and are like just living in the dumps and shit. And don't fucking judge me. Everybody knows somebody. I'm saying, look at the behavior. It reminds me of a tweaker cousin I have. But Mayor Giuliani isn't the only Trump person who has shown signs of drug abuse. Brad Parscale, his former campaign manager, recently arrested for domestic violence or some shit like that and just crying on the cop cam as he's getting arrested about how his wife won't have sex with him. It was so fucking embarrassing. I just, I don't even know what else he got charged with. I started laughing, but that is not an okay individual. What was he doing or what has he done with your MAGA donation money, huh? This is the type of guy? Michael Caputo, the Assistant Secretary of Public Affairs at the Department of Health and Human Services. Michael Caputo reports to Alex Azar, who reports directly to President Trump. So that's very high up in our government. But Michael Caputo, a few months ago, had to take a quick leave of absence for whatever reason. But it was coincidentally right after he went Facebook Live talking about how there were people and voices in his vents. That's crazy talk. You can find it on YouTube. Embarrassing. But the last time I had a conversation with someone that told me they had to cover vents because they heard voices, that person was on heroin. And heroin is the poor man's drug. Don't think rich people don't have a form of heroin. It's called opioids. That's big pharma's meth or heroin. But I'm talking specifically about the behavior. One man's in a suit with dentures. The other is in dirty clothes and no teeth, both hearing voices in vents. Neither one of these individuals have any business in public office. They can't be trusted. What the fuck was Michael Caputo doing at the very top of our government with Trump? Why has he got all these weirdos around him doing dumb shit like this? I'm simply asking the question. Okay, back to Rudy Giuliani. Now I'm no doctor, but Rudy appears to have been running on scotch and hydrocodone for years. Decades. That's apparent. Sir, that has created hallucinations and a time freeze in your mind. The song playing above, Mr. Giuliani, the Bee Gees, it's now considered a classic, an oldie but a goodie. Wake up, bro. But an example of one of these hallucinations, Mayor, you thought a 20-year-old girl that was interviewing you wanted to blow you. Borat 2 starring... Rudy, the Mac Daddy Giuliani, on demand. That's how loaded you've been, Mayor. No 20-something is going to want to hook up with you unless it's a for a business transaction. You're almost 70, and one, I didn't see any money about to be exchanged in that hotel room. Just you laying on the bed with your hand down your pants trying to find what's left of your youth. And two... Don't you have grandkids around 20? You want some old-ass wannabe thunder chicken trying to get his hands on her? It's disgusting, Mayor. Get your shit together. All right, the Trump legal team got thrown out of court again. 
This is like 40 plus times and all these swing states, Biden flipped. You guys see the presidential spinoff we talked about in previous episodes, right? What's happening right now with all these investigations and lawsuits is actually nothing of substance or in relation, in relation to Biden moving into the presidency. If there were actual cause or proof of widespread voter fraud, the government agencies would be saying so, but they're not. And in fact, Bill Barr is on the chopping block for officially releasing a statement that the DOJ, the Department of Justice, confirms that they see no proof of widespread voter fraud in any state or ever in the history of the United States of America. It's all bullshit. On today's episode, literally, of Big Brother, the Trump years. But seriously, you are not, I repeat, not seeing the United States government in court over this election. Our country and our government are gearing up to transition a president-elect Biden into the presidency. No ifs, no ands, no mere buts. That's just the reality. And all these guys that are making money to sow doubt into the minds of 70 million unknowing American people, they are not patriots. They are Hollywood rejects and opportunists, just like our four or five. What you are seeing is that spinoff and money grab from the American people we've been talking about, but the American people that have been contributing their hard-earned money to this fake-ass legal fund. And I know my bro T is a huge MAGA supporter, but he ain't even falling for this dumb shit. But if you're a financially struggling Trump supporter and are sending him money, you are the target, my friend. My man Ryan in Colorado, I had to put Ryan on the B for a while, the block. You guys know Ryan. I've talked about him throughout a lot of of episodes. We debate. I ask him for sources. He asked for mine. Super MAGA guy. That's not my issue with him. He sends me sources that that opera singing lawyer has written. Ben Shapiro and his team over there at the Daily Wire. The Daily Wire is five fucking years old, man. Do you know who Ben Shapiro is to my generation? This guy right here. Pentagon is mucho pista. Watch at the back, watch at the crotchy. It's a Sergeant Liberace. Hillary, law advisor. Hillary, aggressive. Hillary, a power tripper. Yeah, that's uh, that's your boy right there, Shapiro. But that clip. Ryan was vintage Adam Sandler. That is comedy. Ben Shapiro is a joke. And I'm supposed to leave CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, WAPO, all these guys because some five-year-old opinion piece writer and wannabe Broadway star like Shapiro tells me they are the fake news media. CNN is globally respected. That is the world, Ryan. You've been told that they are fake by the entertainment channel and a reality TV star. In fact, Ryan, my man and side note, last week's episode, I asked the question, 
When did we stop believing smart people in this country? And to answer my own question, look up the Reagans on Showtime. It's a documentary just released and includes like Ronald Reagan Jr., old staff and people in the Reagan administration. Ronald Reagan was the first reality TV star. He didn't know what he was doing either. Reagan and his wife portrayed America as Everyone was doing so well, flowers here, while he was crashing the economy too, with all the corporations. See, Republicans, you dirty fucking birds. Look at this. Pew Research, 2010. I'll place it in the notes too. I don't even know if the media company can put all these notes in the bottom, but I'm going to send them over anyway. But Pew Research, 2010. Quote, prior to the current recession... The deepest post-World War II economic downturn occurred in the early 1980s. Then tell me, future boy, who's president of the United States in 1985? Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan? The actor? Then who's vice president? Jerry Lewis. I suppose Jane Wyman is a first lady. Whoa, wait, Doc. And Jack Benny is secretary of the treasury. Doc, you gotta listen. That's right. Another actor, another fucking Republican, another goddamn recession. While Trump and Melania currently are in the White House showing pictures and of a brand new tennis court, the country is sick. There are bread lines hundreds deep, record levels of unemployment. People don't know how they're going to pay their rent. Sidebar. And all of you banks and investors who want your rent money for homes or apartments or small businesses, all you investors and all you banks, you guys should eat shit for the next year so people can get back on their feet. Why should you, you ask? Why should you guys eat shit? That's a great question, Anthony Scaramucci, the mooch. Because back in 2008, 2009, when you fucked over the American people with these subprime mortgages mortgages with your Fannie Mae's and your fucking Freddie Mac shit. People's homes were foreclosed on all over the country. And it was the American people, broken all, but the American people that bailed you conniving motherfuckers out. I remember that shit. And now, uh, back to when, to when Biden takes office. On January 20th, when Biden opens the country's books up to see where we're actually at. Cause you guys know, you know, Trump and them, Mnuchin, they're all, they all cook the books. Think Tom, the used car salesman, but at the very top, we're really going to be, you know, fighting back from a mess, I believe. And, uh, that's good for who, man, that's good for the rich people and their lives haven't changed. They are still having their refrigerators filled by the peasants that do their grocery shopping for them. They don't get out in Walmart. They don't go to the grocery store. They don't do all that. And now to connect this back to my man, Ryan, you wouldn't understand what I just talked about, Ryan, my man. You are the typical privileged white man with nothing to say, but my grandpa was, you know, X, Y, and Z. That's why I know about news. And X, Y, and Z is a national news anchor in the 70s and 80s. That's money, kid. Trump is talking to people like you. He's not talking to people from my neighborhood. I am talking to them to tell them how he's burning the middle class and the lower class. You're so busy playing golf and online poker, you don't know what the fuck's going on. 
diversify, portfolio. Take those buzz words and shove them up your ass, man. Golf is for guys who don't want to get hurt, by the way. Okay, that was one. And now two, Ryan, my man, don't send him any money. Actually, you know what? You have money, so you go on ahead and and you support that shit. And three, I ain't giving up on you, Ryan. I don't care how many times you try and convince me that you are more schooled on the Constitution than constitutional lawyers. But we're going to keep having these discussions. Only right now, we got to be on a break, Ryan. Don't worry. I'll come back just after January 20th, maybe February, to give you some time to absorb the words President Biden. You may go through a bit of BDS, Biden derangement syndrome. I promise you, it'll all be okay. Be safe, little buddy. I'll see you soon. But back to Trump and these fundraisers. If you read the fine print in the Stop the Steal slush fund that supports the president's lawyers and who, by the way, are having meetings in alleys and hotel lobbies as legitimate court proceedings, and I say that with air quotes, it's it's embarrassing. Let's see, that takes us to frequent flyer miles. We're flying. Those are mine. I want them. You know what we're going to do? We're going to split them right down the middle. How'd that be, Mr. Kroger? It would be n- not good at all. I earned those miles. Yeah, you earned them flying to Denver to meet your whore. Oh, Lord. Well, she's not afraid to express herself sexually, if that's what you mean. She is a stripper, for God's sake. She is not. Her name is Chastity. She is white trash. Same as you. Ill, Billy. That's it. Go comatose for me, baby. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. But this legal fees fundraiser, it's nothing more than the border wall scam 2.0. In the fine print of the Stop the Steal Fund, it reads, Any donations over $8,000 go directly to the Trump campaign and not the election legal fees fight. Anyways, let's get into the border wall for a minute. Remember that shit back in 2018, the border wall GoFundMe page that raised like, it was the uh, the GoFundMe page that raised over $25 million. Again, from hardworking Americans to get that wall built, that same wall that Mexico was going to pay for and didn't. I would say Mexico is going to pay for it. Obviously, I never said this and I never meant they're going to write out a check. I will build a great, great wall, and I will have Mexico pay for that wall. Mark my words. A lot of politicians have said, oh, they're not going to pay. They never read the art of the deal. We lose. We have a trade imbalance. But with Mr. Mexico, Trump, hold on a second, John. You, 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 of $50 billion. I said, you're not going to do it. And everybody told me, everybody, this is like the wall. Believe me, we're going to build a wall. Mexico's going to pay for it. They don't get it because I'm a business guy. That's what I do. It's going to be built. It's going to be paid for by Canada, by the way. And in case you didn't know, maybe Tucker and Sean, they didn't come down there and tell you guys this. But that was a scam, too. The border wall GoFundMe. That was the scam. How do you know, Christine? That's a great question. Who remembers and who knows? Who is Steve Bannon? Good. How could anyone forget that 
walking Jack and Coke. But Steve Bannon just bailed out recently after getting arrested for misusing over one million of those American taxpayer border wall dollars. How do you even get mixed up in that anyway? See, it's one fucking con after another with these guys. And and Bannon still got to go to court and face charges. Ten bucks, Trump pardons him too. Anyway, that money didn't go to the border, border wall. It went to all these con men's pockets. Look at this. NPR, February 2020. Trump diverts or moves $3.8 billion in Pentagon funding to the border wall. The Pentagon is the military. For a guy who said our military was depleted, why did he divert money from our military and to the wall? Hmm? Asking for a friend, Mr. Trump. Mr. Trump. Never in a million years did I imagine when I accepted a job in 2007 to work for Donald Trump that he would one day run for the presidency to launch a campaign on a platform of hate and intolerance and actively win. I regret the day I said yes to Mr. Trump. I regret all the help and support I gave him along the way. I am ashamed of my own failings and publicly accepted responsibility for them by pleading guilty in the Southern District of New York. I am ashamed of my weakness and my misplaced loyalty of the things I did for Mr. Trump in an effort to protect and promote him. I am ashamed that I chose to take part in concealing Mr. Trump's illicit acts rather than listening to my own conscience. I am ashamed because I know what Mr. Trump is. He is a racist. He is a con man. And he is a cheat. Yeah, you get no pass, Michael Cohn. You got caught. Or you'd probably still be threatening and conning people at his behest. I didn't buy your book, by the way. Okay, back to Steve Bannon, who was instrumental in getting President Trump elected. Like I may have mentioned in previous episodes, was one of the founding members of Cambridge Analytica. Bannon was also the editor of Breitbart that far-right magazine. He was the chief strategist to President Trump, and he, too, is a crook. Shocker. Look at him. Does he look like an honest guy? I hear people say Bill Gates is evil, and it's mostly MAGA people, you know, MAGA supporters. But Bill Gates is evil. He just gave $100 million to help with the vaccine. And this guy, Bannon, he's straight. He's good. Birds of a feather? I do not know. Watch The Great Hack on Netflix. It came out in 2019. It's about Steve Bannon and and Cambridge Analytica and how Facebook gathered and sold all your personal data from social media to a third party in Russia that then analyzed the information to determine and in certain parts of America where that individual would lean politically and emotionally. Those analytics also determine what type of information you'd fall for or want to read. And then when bad actors upload, you know, uploads products or news, I say again, news in air quotes, into your feed, it's because it's been run through that uh, analytic process. Here's an example. 
if I commonly use Dan Bongino in my news, you know, if he's in my news uh, information and I read his stuff, the analytics will upload the opera singer, Ben Shapiro, his new uh, news outlet, the Daily Wire, that'll upload that and I'll just see it in my feed. They say almost the same thing, which is nothing, but they share common ground. Boom. It gets shared into that fake news eco chamber. Remember, that is not news. That is opinion from other opinions. News is journalism and journalism is a field to which these two bozos have zero credentials. Are the analytics a hundo in terms of accuracy? I'm sure it was or wasn't. I, I Actually, I don't even know. I just know that it was effective in its mission to infiltrate social media and plat, plant trash into the minds of Americans. What do I mean? I'm talking about all these tests on Facebook, like, you know, what type of potato would I be? Or, uh, or my eye color reveals I'd be a wolf. Bingo. That's a personality test that had we read the fine print when signing up for Facebook and who really, who reads the fine print on anything really except for lawyers? Nobody. But had we known that we'd agreed to the terms and conditions of owning a Facebook account, which included Facebook being able to sell your private information, private information being those games or personality tests, we may not have joined or clicked that box. And as a result, here we are today in masks. Why? Here's why. This guy got elected. Hello there, Diesel. Hiya, roughhouse. We want two plates of your best oysters. Has Wimpy been in yet? Don't mention that scallywag's name to me. He's a moocher and lives by his wits. But I'm wise to him. He'll get only what he pays for. He can't jip me. I'm too smart for Wimpy, and he knows it. Hmm, this is going to be much more difficult than usual. Ah, good morning, everybody. I trust you are all enjoying good health. My, but we do look lovely today, don't we? Oh, Wimpy. (laughs) You are the flatterer. But I haven't any money. I'm Popeye's guest. Popeye, old pal of mine. Now that you've mentioned it, I will have a hamburger on you. I didn't mention anything, Wimpy, and you can't mooch anything off on me. But in terms of the 2016 election, when the Republican-led Senate and the Mueller report were released, and I'll place it in the copy or uh, copy in the show notes, but they didn't find love notes and diagrams and plans between the Trump campaign and Russia. They found emails and shit. But what they did find was that Russia was handed by Bannon, who worked for Trump, those personality tests from Bannon's company, Cambridge Analytica, which is now dissolved. But you remember, right? We spoke about that earlier. And after analyzing your favorite car or what what your favorite music is, how you handle stress, what your, you know, your book, whatever. They said, they being the thousands of troll farms set up in Russia to create and disperse 
fake information about American politicians into American society, successfully, I might add. But they said, and I'll just use California because that's where I live. But they said, okay, don't send the Pizzagate, remember that? The Pizzagate article into like the Bay Area of California. They're too smart to believe that shit. Of course, right? I mean, it's Silicon Valley. A lot of residents are engineers and engineers are smart. But what we can do is we can release these, you know, fake articles or whatever into rural, into like the rural or valley parts of California, because that is a less critically thinking and less educated part of the state. It's statistics, okay? It's not a cut, it's a point. And America's own FBI and 10 other agencies, American, you know, American agencies, American government agencies said the attack on the 2016 2016 election was information warfare. What do I have to get involved with Putin for? I have nothing to do with Putin. I've never spoken to him. I don't know anything about him other than he will respect me. He doesn't respect our president. And if it is Russia, which is probably not, nobody knows who it is. But if it is Russia, it's really bad for a different reason. Because it shows how little respect they have for our country when they would hack into a major party and get everything. But it would be interesting to see. I I will tell you this. Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing. I think you will probably be rewarded mightily by our press. President Putin, among other bad actors with beefs against uh, the United States, they created these troll farms to create news articles and blogs that were entirely made up memes and shit, entirely made up about Hillary Clinton. We're going back to 2016. And they sent those fake shits out via Facebook and Twitter and Instagram or whatever the fuck. And into those parts of America that would most likely believe those conspiracies and and those lies. And with those stories being released and believed by my American brothers and sisters, Russia successfully infiltrated our election by changing minds of our citizens. And when you change minds, you change the perception. And ultimately, in this case, it meant changing votes. That was Bannon working for Trump, delivering your shit to another country. This was a week where the problems of so-called fake news, often just a name for an out-and-out lie or unproven claim, were evident once again, and this time led to alarming consequences. Hari Srinivasan joins us from our New York studio tonight with a look at the latest concerns and the beginning of a periodic series on the subject. Viral conspiracy theories masquerading as news spread at incredible speeds throughout the election cycle across social platforms like Facebook, Reddit, Twitter, and 4chan. But on December 4th came a very real measure of their impact. A 28-year-old man from North Carolina entered Comet Ping Pong Pizza in Washington, D.C., armed with an assault rifle, claiming he wanted to, quote, self-investigate a fast-spreading theory. Edgar Madison Welch, seen here with his arms up, was intrigued by the totally false conspiracy theory that the pizzeria was part of a child abuse ring led by Hillary Clinton and her former campaign manager. After aiming at an employee and discharging a weapon, he surrendered to authorities. 
Luckily, everyone inside escaped unharmed. This week, more fallout from what has been dubbed as Pizzagate. The Trump transition team removed Michael Flynn Jr., the son of the man President-elect Trump wants as his national security advisor, after it became clear that Flynn Jr. was retweeting this and other conspiracies. That was PBS. Don't try to tell me they're fake. They fucking played Bert and Ernie back in the day. PBS is legit. But from that video, from that article, from that, you got the spinoff of The Q. And this is all started by Russia while being fueled and accepted by our president and his team. Why? Now listen to this real quick and I'll meet you on the other side. President Putin, did you want President Trump to win the election? And did you direct any of your officials to help him do that? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Because he talked about bringing the U.S.-Russia relationship back to normal. People came to me, Dan Coates came to me and some others. They said they think it's Russia. Uh, I have uh, President Putin. Uh, He just said it's not Russia. I will say this. I don't see any reason why it would be. But I really do want to see the server of the Pakistani gentleman that worked on the DNC. Where are those servers? They're missing. Where are they? What happened to Hillary Clinton's emails? 33,000 emails, gone, just gone. That video will be in the show notes. That was in Helsinki. And both Trump and Putin were both talking out of both sides of their mouths. And you can hear it. Does that sound like an American president? down with his government agencies, down with the American government agencies, in the face of a historic adversary to the United States of America, historians all took a collective gasp this day in 2018. All right, the House voted to legalize cannabis at the federal level. All the stoners are like, they ain't going to do it. They ain't going to pass it. I think the Senate will approve cannabis at the federal level. And I'll tell you why. Side note, I spent about five years studying cannabis and science, among other things. And in 2018, when cannabis became legal for recreational use, that was perfect timing And when I made my pivot from restauranting to entrepreneur, I had the foresight to know what was coming down the pipe in terms of regulations and legal business practices, you know, labor laws. And I knew that this industry, the cannabis industry, was going to be a shit show. It had been an industry running dirty for like 90 years. Logically, it was going to be messy practicing legal business because they had no experience in practicing legal business. They were doing business on like a handshake deal. I wrote a lot of articles on LinkedIn and for for a, a cannabis blog about the importance of compliances. I made like leadership videos to try and open their eyes to what they were in store for, they being the CEOs and the investors in cannabis. I mean, every industry has regulations, food, pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical, trucking, you name it. But what I found was that the very young legalized cannabis industry was led by a bunch of bros before hoes leaders. 
They led with their dicks and money in mind instead of the plant or the medication. Side note, there is a a 60-minute documentary called The Scientist that follows the life of Dr. Raphael Meshulam, who is referred to as the grandfather of cannabis. His studies of the plant go back to the 60s and in Israel. And a fun fact, the American government has been funding Dr. Raphael Meshulam's studies this whole time since the 60s. I'll put the video in the notes. If you're in the cannabis industry, show this video to your people. They need to respect the plant. Anyways, I had the honor of speaking uh, with him, Dr. Uh, him being Dr. Uh, Mishulam, about the science behind cannabis. And long story short, I believe anyone looking to get into the cannabis space or higher in the cannabis space, really, they need to watch this video and they need to really pay attention and understand why it's important to one, follow the regulations for the state, whatever state you're in. And two, this is legitimate medication. It's an arm of the pharmaceutical industry. People have serious and legitimate medical problems and they use this to find comfort or, you know, to fight pain or disease. So all you dumb stoners or greedy investors and, you know, inexperienced CEOs jumping on the billion dollar train that is the legalized cannabis industry, show some fucking respect to this plant or go into retail where you can collect a paycheck to fuck off all day. Anyways, back, uh, back to my original bros side note. These bros, uh, in the cannabis industry wanted to have legal cannabis businesses, but didn't want to make the necessary adjustments in their business models or practices to comply with the BCC, the Bureau of Cannabis Control here in California. I know this because I was involved in two startups here in the Bay Area. Those leaders in that industry didn't want to hear about compliances. The CEOs were having affairs with their bud tenders or their trimmers. There were no safety procedures in place for the teams. Buildings were not up to OSHA standards. They were selling dirt weed as regulated product, zero organization and class actions, hundreds of thousands of fines I projected. I don't mean to toot my own whore here, my, my own horn here, but that happened and it's still happening. The class actions are coming out of the woodworks in the cannabis space. About who, man? man? About Santa Claus, man. You know Santa Claus, man. Oh, yeah, man. I played with those dudes, man. What? Yeah, last year at the Fillmore, man. Me and the bass player sat in. Okay, this is a great segue back into why I believe the Senate will vote to make cannabis uh, legal federally. The cannabis industry is corporatizing now. The little mom-and-pop growers and suppliers who were given first dibs at licenses are upside down or, um, or back underground. Why? Because they didn't know how to act in legal business. Go check out some of, of my videos on my YouTube page. The warning signs were there. Anyways, the corporations and the investors posted up after legalization and either bought out old timers for as little as possible. And those old timers are probably now working for the cannabis corporations which is a fucking shame, by the way. Can't you corporate pirates leave anything for other people to try and prosper in? Or those cannabis, those small cannabis businesses that I was just talking, they're dissolved. 
big corporates either going to take them over or squash them out. And that's what happened. That is what's happening in the cannabis space. And as I wrote back in 2018, for years upon years upon years, Republicans historically voted no to move cannabis from the Schedule One status where it sat on the shelf with heroin, opioids, ecstasy, LSD for like 90 plus years, while meth sits on the, on the shelf as a Schedule Two drug. Let that sit in for just a moment for families who have lost family members or friends to this meth epidemic. But former Speaker John Boehner, Republican Speaker John Boehner, Kevin McCarthy, Patrick McCannahan, Rand Paul, Jared Kushner's little brother, all jumped into the cannabis space over the last couple of years since legalization just started, you know, going crazy. Even Mitch McConnell. Let's kick it. I'll say kick it and you'll just kick it with a tasty groove, okay? One, two, three, kick it. Kick it. Come on. God damn it. God, Kyle! Could you one time kick it? What the fuck? Jack, don't put it all on me. I've been sitting here waiting. Okay, we've got a crucial clutch cargo gig coming up, Kyle. You cocksucker! You don't give a shit! And I've been sitting around getting sick of your attitude, you fucker, you fucking bitch. But Majority Leader McConnell and the cock blocker of all bills that help the working class was here in California in late 2018 touring cannabis facilities. All these and a host of other Republicans all voted, like I said, for years against cannabis. And guess what? As soon as legalization started to sweep the nation, they all jumped on board the money train. Like I was mentioning, former Speaker of the House John Boehner is on the board of directors at Acreage Holdings, a huge cannabis corporation like the Walmart of cannabis. See these greedy corporate Republican motherfuckers? They say they're with the little guy, but they smash the little guy every fucking chance they get. If you're poor and voting Republican, you are voting against your own interest. The Republicans are just better at getting the lies out to their supporters. They took our job. They took our job. They took your job. They took our job. They took your job. They took your job. They took your job. They took our game! They took your job! They took your job! Yeah. Took your job! are taking our jobs! They took our job! All right, before we get into emails, and as of the recording of this East West Grind podcast, Wednesday, December, several minutes ago, my phone went off with alerts that Hunter Biden is facing a tax investigation, an audit. There it is, guys. The next carrot. Nothing will come of this. Couple things on that because I, I know the emails are in route. But one, I'm not interested in Hunter Biden's taxes. If he did something wrong and they find it, he'll go to jail. Great. But I'm not interested in his taxes, Joe Biden's taxes. Yeah. And guess what? We've all seen those. He's a stand up guy and he's the next president, not Hunter. Hunter, 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 not Hunter. Two. Has Trump, has President Trump ever, ever released his taxes? Hmm? 
I will release my tax returns against my lawyer's wishes when she releases her 33,000 emails that have been deleted. As soon as she releases them, I will release, I will release my tax returns. And that's against my lawyers. They say, don't do it. I will tell you this. No, in fact, watching shows, reading the papers, almost every lawyer says, you don't release your returns until the audit's complete. When the audit's complete, I'll do it. But I would go against them if she releases her emails. So it's negotiable? It's not negotiable. No, let her release the email. Why did she delete 33,000? Well, I'll let her ask that, but let me just uh, admonish the audience one more time. There was an agreement. We did ask you to be silent, so it would be helpful for us. Secretary Clinton. Well, I think you've just seen another example of bait and switch here. Um, For 40 years, everyone running for president has released their tax returns. You can go and see nearly, I think, 39, 40 years of our tax returns, but everyone has done it. We know the IRS has made clear there is no prohibition on releasing it when you're under audit. So you've got to ask yourself, why won't he release his tax returns? And three, which is a sidebar into a side note. But when any of you guys can sit for 11 hours for three bullshit investigations on three bullshit occasions, like that badass Hillary Clinton did for Benghazi, then come talk to me. And listen, it's a tragedy what happened in Benghazi, four Americans killed at the embassy. But if you think that Hillary Clinton sat in her room, folding her hands like the Republicans portray her as doing, like, how can I get Americans killed? You're either on some shit or you're just dumb, respectfully. That's it. In fact, Secretary Clinton went to the Republican-led whatever at the time, House or Senate, but she asked those Republicans for money to send more security, and the Republicans blocked it. As usual, the Republicans block everything, and the majority of the programs that help people take a step up and do better, that is what they do. You stay poor, I'll stay rich. That's the Republican philosophy. That don't work for my people, man. That's the working stiff. It don't work for us. Here's what I'd like to see happen with my tax dollars for any of you fuckers that are listening. I'd like to see public school teachers paid handsomely for what they do. They prepare people for life in the real world. You just can't put any Tom, Dick, or Harry into a position like that. They should be qualified and they should be paid quality salary for what they do. Also, staying in the public school vein... Stop charging parents for school supplies and having them bring in supplies for the, you know, for the entire year on the first day. And people are going to be like, oh, who's going to pay for it? Us, the American people with our tax dollars, just like we did in the 70s and 80s. We had the basics. And I think that every public school kid should have the basics, whether mom and dad can afford it or not. Don't we want to set up the public schools, you know, the public school kids for success? Most of us came from public schools and most of our kids or grandkids go to public schools. If you're a Republican and your kids go to public school, the devil is in the detail, my friends. And I read those details. And I don't know who you guys got balancing the budget, but if you need help scrubbing a P&L, profit and loss statement, to make that happen, let me know. 
This is, of course, after schools open back up. But let's do the right thing by these kids, man. Get them set up for success. All right, back to Benghazi. Secretary Clinton sat through three hearings without sweating people like Congressman Jim Jordan. Look up Jim Jordan and search G-Y-M. Jim, after his name. You called what you said locker room banter. You described kissing women without consent, grabbing their genitals. That is sexual assault. You bragged that you have sexually assaulted women. Do you understand that? No, I didn't say that at all. I don't think you understood what was said. This was locker room talk. Uh, I'm not proud of it. I apologize to my family. I apologize to the American people. Certainly, I'm not proud of it. Fifteen boys. I say fuck Hunter Biden's taxes. Why is this guy a congressman, my friends and, you know, neighbors out there in Ohio? And then, you know, who, who was also at that hearing, the FDL member and former Congressman Jason Chaffetz, Warren Jeffs, look him up. He's in prison for the rest of his life for marrying young girls and having children with them and just some terrible shit. But uh, Warren Jeffs is the prophet at Jason Chaffetz's church. Let that sit in for just a minute. Anyways, when any of you imposters and bullshitters can sit like a boss lady as Hillary Clinton did and just slough shit off her shoulder like a piece of lint because she knew you guys just wasted her time and our tax dollars. Yeah, yeah, lock her up, lock her up, right? So fucking dumb. It's exhausting, man. Okay, here's an idea. And let's let's use the Bay Area because that's where I'm at. How about at the local level, like, you know, like the mayors, Oakland, San Francisco, San Mateo, Fremont, whatever. You know, of course, all the surrounding areas are, or maybe by county, I don't know. But how about all you elected leaders come together and say, let's use the schools again. But say, here's what we're up against. Fremont has a high success rate in their public schools, but... Their neighbors, Union City, it's not showing the same results. It's just an example. But you guys, you elected officials, elected locals, collectively resource or help out the Union City schools to bring them and their students up to the same successful results as the Fremont schools. And if Fremont is weak in one area that Redwood City may be strong in, Redwood City comes in across the bridge to assist Fremont in their areas of opportunity. Why don't you guys do that? We're all neighbors in neighboring cities. Our kids probably run into each other. That'll work. Are you guys doing that already? I don't, I don't think so. I don't see it. And you know what? You guys, you elected locals, after this is all over, go on a field trip collectively to the most struggling areas in your cities, look around and ask each other, what can we do to make this better? That's what elected officials should be doing, in my opinion. All right, emails we're talking about. Justin in Alabama. Ala-freaking-bama. Alabama! What's up, Alabama? But, uh... Justin writes, hey, it's unpatriotic for you to talk bad about the president. Justin, my man, 
I think it's unpatriotic to try and overturn the will of the American people by calling senators and governors to see if they can change the electors' votes. That is what I think is uh, unpatriotic, sir. And that is what President Trump has been doing for the past few weeks. And since he lost, ironically, with the same number of electors, electorials, he beat Hillary with. That's karma. Anyways, Justin, go back a few episodes of the East-West Grind where I explain that the people who hold these elected seats must earn our respect. Not just mine, Justin. Everyone's, yours included, they must earn the respect. This administration has done nothing, in my opinion, to earn my respect. Thanks for the, uh, thanks for the email, Justin. I hope everything's well, man. Stay safe. Claudia in Nebraska. Hey, Nebraska, what's up? I'm grateful to have you guys on Team East-West Grind, Claudia. Thank you so much. Uh, Claudia says, you make me laugh so hard with the clips in this radio show, and I'm learning a lot about politics at the same time. Claudia, you fucking rock. Thank you so much. Pass this shit around to, you know, your other Nebraskans and, you know, holler at all of them for me. Thank you so much. All motherfucking right. Here we go. Who's our asshole of the week? Listen to the words. Everybody knows who this guy is. Aubrey Huff, former San Francisco Giant. Yeah, you dickhead. You, by a long shot. Fucking asshole. Aubrey Huff recently tweeted, I never understood as a man, why would you date or marry a single mother if you have no kids of your own? Seems to me, this is Aubrey, seems to me he doesn't have options or doesn't value himself as a man. I'd feel like, this is Aubrey still, I'd feel like it was a backup plan helping raise another man's kids. You know all about what a backup plan looks like. Ain't that right, Mr. Huff? Weren't you the backup bitch while Buster Posey was injured? Anyways, this is some fucked up shit, Aubrey. You're entitled to say and think what you want. The beauty of America and democracy, freedom. But as an American, I have a right to respond and I'm gonna respond. You've just talked a lot of shit to an entire population of men who have in the past and who still do step in where men have abandoned those children and those mothers. And these stepdads and stepmoms, they step in and raise those children as their own. Why don't you sit back, scratch your balls and ask why the men leaving these mothers to be single mothers are abandoning those kids? Or that doesn't matter to you. It's always, you know, the woman's fault, right? Fucking idiot. Aubrey on his Twitter has proud father, pro-God, guns, whiskey. Great combination there. A drunk guy with little kids running around near guns, alcohol, whatever. I'm just talking shit. What could go wrong though, right? But Aubrey Huff, you also have future governor of California, on that Twitter page. Okay. <laughs> how do you, how do you, 
Yeah, that was Vice President-elect Harris. I just love her. Aubrey, stay where you're at, man. Those values you hold are yours. And like I said earlier, you're entitled to them. But you'll never get elected in California. California is the most liberal state in the country. Those are some podunk, small town values. Everybody knows a single mom. And you've just pissed them all off. Fuck off, dude. All right, friends, families, listeners, all over this beautiful country of ours, the United States, to my main squeeze out there in the United Kingdom, and everyone all over this planet of ours that we share, and we need to take a better look at how we treat her, her being the planet. Till next time, people, let's go out with some Cindy Lauper for my man Will, because I haven't seen Will in a month. And I fucking miss him. Enjoy, guys. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. As always, I got your back, guys. Peace.